MP, Christmas is almost here. Brado, doesn't that mean the world's about to end? Oh, don't be silly, Marcus. But what is about to end is the two-for-one tickets to the Wellness Base Camp. Jeepers, Brado. Two-for-one tickets to the Wellness Base Camp close this Friday, December 15. Book your tickets now to go in the draw to win some incredible prizes. That's right, Brado. We have three copies of Joe and Fuad's life-changing food to give away and up for a chat, Kim Morrison is giving one lucky Base Camp attendee the signature 28 diffuser with not one, not two, but three synergy blends, including festive spirit. That is valued at almost 200 bucks. All you need to do is book your tickets to the Wellness Base Camp by Friday, December 15 to go in the draw. Give yourself the best Christmas present ever. And win a prize. Two for one tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com. To the left of me, joke is to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Stuck in my career with you. <laughs> stuck in Icaria with you. <laughs> stuck in. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, let's get this show on the road. All right, I gotta plug the microphone back in. Stuck in Icaria with you. I'm so happy that I got you for ten days. So island, it's so far away. I'm so happy. to the left of me. Faye to the right. Here I am, stuck in Ikaria with you. <laughs> stuck in Ikaria with you. It's good. You like it? We, we could really, we could make a film clip. <laughs> <laughs> TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and as always, it gives me great pleasure to bring on the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is the king of spin, or shall we say the guru of stress. What rhymes with S and stress? The sultan of stress, Dr. <laughs> Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Oh, you're hilarious. I had no idea where you are going with that one. How are you, mate? Well, I was just thinking of our conversation, which we had on last week's episode, and I was suggesting that uh, you have... You get angry, like, about the media and politics, and honestly, I just couldn't give a rat's about all of that stuff. And Why do I get angry? So, well, this is what I want to bring up, because you've just been doing another incredible uh, Crack Your Stress Code, yep. um, as you do all over the country and the world. And I wanted to bring this up, because we've done some great episodes on the levels of stress, on, um, on just kind of what you cover in Crack Your Stress Code. But I want to bring up that in, in stress... I'm a, I, I fly, you fight. So in terms of fight or flight, I'm going to just label it. You can you can argue the point here. You fight and I fly away. I'm going to say in other in, in in different terms. I actually am more of a freezer. You know how you got fight, flight, or freeze. Yep. I am actually. If a robber comes in, I'm more of a freezer, right? Yeah, sure. But once I've dealt with the freezing part, then I'm. A flyer, but I'm going to be. I'm going to say I'm more of a maneuverer. So I'll just move around. So with all of the stuff around politics and health and all the rest of it, 
I don't fight. I just I just manoeuvre around it. Like with schools and um, with schools and I'll just say this. I'm not going to say it to be political. I'm just saying it anyway. So please, everyone, don't get angry and all the rest of it. Um, so our kids aren't vaccinated, right? Now, um, I don't fight the stuff. I can't. I honestly can't be bothered. It's really just I don't lose any sleep over it. Um, our kids go to schools where it's not a bother, but Tommy will at some point have to deal with it. There'll be some something will have to be dealt with it in, in some way. But yep. when he goes to school... I have no idea what the rules or the laws are going to be. So my view of the world is I'm not even going to bother about it because it's down the track. Now, Sarah's probably a little bit different. She's probably thinking of all of the other things. I'm sure if you had a child that was two or three, you would probably be doing it differently than I would. That's not the point. Again, guys, please don't send me hate mail or love mail because you love my views or you hate my views. I don't really care. It's not It's not the point. The key is is identifying where where we go under stress. I love the Nelson Mandela story. Nelson Mandela, for those that don't know, was he, he was a maneuverer. So he mm-hmm. wanted to do the whole non-violence thing, non-violence, non-violence. So he would maneuver, he would find ways to cause unrest in a non-violent way. Gandhi was exactly the same. He was non-violent and he was able to create all types of change. But the difference between uh, Gandhi and Mandela, Mandela got to a point where nonviolence didn't work anymore. The manoeuvring or the or the like the escaping or the flying away or doing things underground, yeah. it was just getting closer and closer to a fight. And so eventually yeah. he had to fight. He had to buy bombs and guns and all the rest of it and and had to fight. So again, we're not well, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong or right. What I would just love to talk about, because we're just going freestyle here, is mm-hmm. is knowing, knowing like where we are, knowing how we each identify or what how we each respond to stress. Mm. And I reckon we're, we're normally married to an opposite. So if you're a fighter, you're probably married to a flyer. So they don't like conflict, and you go straight for it. Well, I reckon you have different roles and different environments probably much the same as the love languages mate you know like you've got a love language that is appropriate for work and a love language is appropriate for your life partner yeah love languages that are appropriate for your children like i think you know you've got different love languages for different environments i think that that stress response is um appropriate to different environments so my stress response Mm -hmm. at work would be to you know sit be considered about it think about it take it on board um, craft a decision, um, act on that decision, and then move forward. And so that would be my work response. My home response would be just to retreat. Yep, right. So, this is like, fascinating. If, yeah, this if is really Amber comes in flying bullets, you know, <laughs> dropping nuclear bombs in the house, you don't I fight just, back. I'm going to fight back. Yeah, that's I'm a such peace. a good call, actually. I love another fighter, you know. So I'm going to yeah. certainly just sit back, wait for everything to kind of calm down, chill out a little bit, and I go, "How was your day?" And then, you know, just kind of get stuck into it, you know. But in an environment where there's ill-informed people um, and people are making poor judgments or casting dispersion or um, making people feel inadequate, uh, where there's unjust, and this is, I suppose, where it comes back to me wanting to fight injustice. I don't like uh, injustice. Um, I will fire up. And I will rally the troops. And I've never had to use weapons. I've never had to use fists. Um, but I would definitely rally the troops. And maybe, you know, a bit of a... Have you never been in a fist fight? I had one fist fight, but that was because somebody tried to jump me. Um, Other than that, I've had nothing. No. See, I would have thought, you know, being the... uh 
you know, just some of the stories that you that you've told me. I would have thought you would have been in a number of fisticuffs growing up in the hood. But um, yeah, no. So, well, there's yeah, there's okay. certainly opportunities. There's lots of opportunities to be in like, this sort of environment. But I've never been one who would go and tackle it. I would defend it to the death my family for sure. Yeah. Um, and and my friends absolutely. But if I could avoid a fight, I run. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. You know, so I'd much prefer to avoid a fight than to actually get into a fight. Um, but where there's injustice, um, I'll step in for sure and uh, and I'll put my head on the chopping block to fight injustice, you know. So where I perceive that there is gross injustice taking place, um, I will do my best to try and ride that. Yeah. Yeah, you've got the traits. That's what I do. You've got the traits of the – of uh, I know, I, I mean, there'd be too many to mention and, and if I mention one, I'll probably get it incorrect. But uh, there's been a lot of philosophers over the years – that have sacrificed their life, yeah, um, in order for their philosophies almost to be um, validated, um, or sorry, what's the word? Um, they would die for their beliefs. So, yeah. so it's kind of like renounce your beliefs or die, and yeah. the person says, "Okay, kill me. Like <laughs> I'm not changing my beliefs. I'm not going to yeah. say I don't believe in this just because you want me to." Yeah. Um, which is very much you. Like, not saying that you're going to die for your beliefs, but I but, hope not. But <laughs> I hope I hope that the world come a long way to make that better than what you know than what we make it sound just there. Well, okay, but, this leads know. me in. Then I've got to bring this up because okay, I am becoming fascinated. I'm learning. You know how you know you've probably heard me bang on before. Like, you can't help what you love to learn. So yes. you and I say you can't help loving football. If it's if it's in your DNA, you can't just extract it and stop loving it, right? Yeah. I'm finding, for whatever reason, I am just, I am just becoming um, more and more. I just want to learn more and more about the Holocaust. It sounds morbid, um, but I'm watching at the moment. I'm halfway through watching um, Schindler's List. Oh wow! Have you yeah. watched it before? Okay, no. Oh, yes, I have. Yeah, but it's a long time since I've watched it. But yeah, that's a powerful movie. It is just, it is remarkable, and. Now I have to remember why I'm bringing this up. What were we just talking about? <laughs> you're becoming a particular way, or you're becoming fascinated with, or you're interested in. Um, we're talking about people. Why yeah, did I we'll want go. to tell you about this? There's it. Well, we started off talking about whether or not you. Well, you are actually a freezer, so you freeze in in. Um, in fight or flight, and you think that I fight, but I was then saying that there's different. Oh, standing um, up for your beliefs. Standing up for your beliefs. Stand it. That's yes, it. There we standing go. up for your beliefs. So, yes. so in, Good. in, well in. Done. Thank you. Got there. <laughs> <laughs> we got there. So all of this, this whole movie, Oscar Schindler, who I only ever remembered as being a horse in the Melbourne Cup many years ago, Oscar <laughs> Schindler. I have, I have since learned, since you know, Wikipediaing him and getting all obsessed with who in God's name is Oscar Schindler. He pretty much. Uh, so he started a business for people that either have seen the movie or don't remember or haven't seen the movie. So Oscar Schindler um, uh, seizes on a business opportunity. Um, the Jews are being held in Krakow. Oscar Schindler starts making pots and pans and um, and essentially employs Jews for zero dollars. So instead of being um, uh, gassed or kept in the in the in the ghettos, he employs them in his factory, but it costs him nothing. So he's pretty much got no overheads. So he sees this as this incredible business opportunity but then everyone 
a lot of his workers get moved from the ghetto to the concentration camps. So on a business level, his business just crumbles overnight. And then so then he starts working tooth and nail to get those people out of the camps and back into his factory because he has a business which is making him big dollars and all the rest of it. But but so it starts off as a business thing. But then he really starts to feel an empathy for the Jews and he starts doing bribes with the SS or the army to keep the Jews in the factory to work to the point where the bribes become so big that he, he by the time the war is over, he's got no money left. He's pretty much broke. Right. But he's kept 1,200 yes, right. people alive. So his business has become this... Oh, it's like a, it's just a, it's a metaphor for life, you know, like care of the heart and, and caring for people regardless of where they're from and who they are and all the rest of it. And it has an impact not just on Oscar Schindler, but also on some of the SS army and all the rest of it. But many people, many people in the process of this movie and of, and of, the, of the Holocaust die for their beliefs. Obviously, many people died just because they were a Jew and that's obviously just dying for their beliefs. A lot of them yep. probably say they, they wouldn't have chosen it to be that way. Um, but here is just an example, one of many examples of people that are willing to put their beliefs on the line. I mean, Oscar Schindler could have just sailed into the sunset and not tried to negotiate as hard as he did for the lives of, of those um, workers to be spared. But he had a belief so strong that he was—he pretty much put everything on the line. The sad story is, from what I've learned, Damo, is that the rest of his life after that, even though he's regarded as a hero, um, it was for one of—I don't know how to say it—but it was not a very happy life after that. It was no Eddie Jaku. Remember Eddie Jaku? Yeah. You know, where he's yeah. really made this rich life and he's still alive and he has a rich life and he's sharing the messages of what happened in the Holocaust as a survivor and he's doing that at the Jewish Museum in Sydney and people are just enamored with the story and there's great inspiration for humanity and all the rest of it. Oscar Schindler's life didn't really end in that fashion and that just that just kind of burns in the heart a bit. But um, the, 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 the length that people are willing to go in order to defend their beliefs is... I think quite remarkable. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. I don't know. I don't. This is very interesting because I think as I get more into understanding my beliefs and feeling more and more strongly about them, um, I, I don't. I still. Don't, I. I don't know if I die for my beliefs. I don't know if I'm that strong yet in my conviction. Um, but certainly, I die for my family. But I don't know about my beliefs. It's a really interesting thing. I don't know how much I could be swayed or whether or not I'd just retreat and, like you, retreat into the forest and then set up my own life away from where there will be people that don't want to live in my beliefs, you know what I mean? So that's, I kind of think that, um, <clears throat> I mean, it's very, I mean, those, ti- those times, those days were very different to the days that we live in now. You know, it's, it's incredibly traumatic, um, horrendous, you know, Holocaust is a, a terrible it's a terrible thing that you know ever marked humanity that we ever had that, and we continue to have those sorts of events. But um, I wonder whether or not, if things got bad enough, um, if I would be that sort of person, if I'd be the Shinlah, if I'd be the Eddie Jaku, or if, you know, who I'd be. I don't know. I'd, well, that's the fascinating part of the movie. I think is to identify who you who you identify with. 
Yeah. Because sure. I don't think I am an Oscar Schindler. Like, in his personality, I mean, Liam Neeson's amazing. He's gregarious. It's almost like he's got no fear. He's definitely a manoeuvrer, but he's happy to express his beliefs and how he feels, but in a way that doesn't necessarily get him offside. Um, mm. I find it fascinating. But then you see the politics of the con- of the of the ghetto and some people are just whinging and moaning other people are making the best of the situation some of them are talking about their the liberties that they have within the ghetto other people yeah. have kind of just you know they've already emotionally died um yeah. that's what i think is interesting there are a lot of people right now that are for want of a better term they're not emotionally alive uh their oh. self esteem is so bad i was talking to someone on the phone just the other day and it was just hard to get a positive word out Everything was just so self-depreciating. Really, cheapish. And and after a while, I just said, "We've just we we either either you don't talk, um, or we change the tone of the conversation because it's just." You actually said that. Yeah, I said we just can't, you can't keep on saying nothing is improving by continually saying I can't do this or that won't work or it's because of this and all the rest of it. Mm, you, mm. Nothing, nothing happens. But but unfortunately, and that's why I think I asked you on the previous episode. Or maybe just in another conversation, like, where does all of that come from? Does it come from our parents? Does it come from our peer group? Does it come from uh, mainstream media? Does it come from social media? Is it a combination of all of those things? Um, but it, it blows my mind how how much people can just um, not toe the party line per se, but, but toe an even worse line, just the line of just learned helplessness, let's put Ooh. it Learned helplessness. I yeah, like the, that. The Martin Seligman term. Well, I think there's a lot of people that are kind of stuck in that learned helplessness. And you think about people who are stuck in their careers, mate. You know, you look at people who are actually stuck uh, in life. They don't know how to move or where to move, what to do next. And they just do because they don't know anything different. Um, and I was talking to a lady just the other day um, who's stuck in uh, in a job or in a in a uh, business that she created and she's just not sure whether or not it's right for her and she doesn't know how to get out of it or where she's got to go to. Um, and and I think that people often just go, well, you know what, this is my life and had I had my life over again, I might do things differently. But you're not going to get your life over again. You don't get a second go at it. It's only one go. So you've kind of got to get things happening. And, and I think that's an important thing to consider, isn't it? And I, I think you actually teach people this stuff too, PC. So, you know, you – being an expert on helping people get out of being stuck, you know, could comment on this. What what actually makes people get so stuck and why do they become complacent? All right, here's the first one is comparison. Everyone's freaking comparing themselves to everyone else. Facebook, yes. Seriously, Facebook. so the more yeah. we compare on Facebook or Instagram, I mean, I look at yeah. Instagram, there's some people traveling the world. Talk about, you know, what's, it, what's she called? Uh, Jessie Wandering or anyway, she's like a travel blogger. Every photo is like a seventh wonder of the world. Um, or an eighth wonder of the world. Every photo is incredible, and you go, "Oh my gosh, what a life! That's remarkable." But you don't know what else is going on in the background. No, you don't. And it's just the highlights reel, right? The, the highlights, highlights reel. You know, Instagram yeah. is the best highlights reel ever. And then mm. I saw, um, sadly, on Facebook this morning. I won't mention names, but some people might be friends on Facebook. There's someone, a, a Facebook friend, whose house has burnt down overnight. Oh my gosh! It's really? Like, gee, gee okay. wow. Literally, the Facebook status. And I think you will know this person, um, Damo. The Facebook status is my house is on fire. Oh, my gosh. That's full on. That is full on. Um, and the the challenge is, is that what what's reality? A lot of people look at social media and go, 
oh my gosh, that's amazing, or oh my gosh, that's the worst, and all the rest of it. Take the take the house on fire thing out of the question for the moment. Let's look at everyone's amazing lives. That's what is impacting people's self-esteem and feeling of stuckness in their yeah. career because they think they're stuck because of what someone else is doing, and they're yeah. not doing that, so that's not right, they should be doing it, why aren't they at that level or the rest of it? Instead of going, you know what, this is my path and this is the path I'm on, this is where I'm at right now and mm-hmm. I get to choose my next path. I get to write the next page of the script, the next chapter of the book. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's where that's where I generally find myself working with people is helping them write the script of their life, so to speak, and not the script that social media says to do. Um, and that's, I think, people's challenge. And I don't think that's necessarily just a Facebook thing. I think it's been around forever. We probably used to call it the Joneses. The Joneses don't get talked about as much these days. Mm. Um, no, they don't. It's more our Facebook friends and even the, p- the people we don't know that are on Facebook that we see their lives. You know, whether it's the shoes that you've bought, the pants that you've got, you know, the new bra, the new hairstyle, you know, the new trip, the new something. Everyone's got something new. And I've got a joke for you. Oh, here we go. I like this already. Did Did you hear about the dyslexic man who walked into a bra? No. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's very good. You like that? Jackson told me that yesterday. I used that in crack his chest code last night. Anyway, that just reminded me. But okay, so we've got we've got this. I know that I just broke your flow, but uh, I wanted to break your flow because. Where we're heading with that is, you know, a very clear understanding that, yes, we've got the highlights real on InstaFamous. We've got the highlights real on Facebook. It's not true stories. It's, oh, well, it's only part of the, the true story. Um, and very rarely do people engage. It's only a partial connection. And as a result of um, comparison and continued comparison, we start to um, – think that our life is not as good as other people's and that our job might not be worthy, our relationship might not be worthy, our clothes aren't worthy, our sport life and sporting prowess isn't worthy, our kids aren't good enough, etc. Our muscles et cetera, aren't better, worthy, our skin's not worthy. You know. So how does that mean that we get stuck? Because surely that would uh, encourage you to create change or does it actually no, we depend get paralyzed. on the sort of We get paralyzed. We get paralyzed by our own uh, self-depreciating language. Because ah, okay. people are so stuck because it's almost like they're scared to move. You know, when you've got, um, uh, you, you know, you see a, a possum that's fallen down a drain or a tube and they're stuck and it's like they just won't move or a kitten or, a, you know, an animal that's gone under trauma, so to speak. Mm, mm. Um, I feel like that's how a lot, of, a lot of humans are. They're so paralyzed by comparison, which is an ego-based response without going too deep and meaningful. They're so paralyzed by it, they feel like one wrong move is the end of them. Yeah, right. Okay. And so, they, they, they don't know what to do. So, they, they just stay so, where they are, which is stuck. They're just like- They're the, kind of fearful, worried about retribution or well, failure. Well, what will they think of me? What if that's the wrong thing? The what fear if of they failure. don't like me? What if I don't yeah. like me even more? That won't work. I'm not good yeah. enough. Yeah, and so the antidote, and this is where the courage comes in, and you can't you can't teach this. Everyone has to do it in their own way. You can't NLP it. You can't meditate on it. You can't Google it. You can't gratitude it. You just have to do. This, Tim Ferriss would call it the minimum effective dose. I just call it five minutes of doing what you love. If you yeah. love to sing, sing for five minutes. If you love to paint, do that. If you love to meditate, if you love to watch football, if you love to cook, just do something that brings you joy, and let 
and then just do a little bit more of it. It's kind of like a drug. Just do a, a little bit more of what you love. And uh, just don't do don't do a little bit more of drugs. Like, no, 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 no. The, the, the love drug. No, the love yes. drug, the okay. passion drug, the, yes. the okay. inspiration Good. drug. Because Good. when you do what you love, in my experience, that becomes so addictive that you don't want to do like um, work or things. Not not to say that you don't do things that you don't want to do. Every every great thing we've spoken about this before. Every great job has an SHIT sandwich. Um, if you're a great chiropractor, there's an SHIT sandwich you have to eat at some point, whether it's politics or patients that don't think you're doing the right thing or social doubts or whatever it is. Every job has an SHIT sandwich. But if you don't start doing just a little bit of what you love to do, then nothing will ever happen. And yeah. you can't teach that, you know. You can't sit there and hover over the person whilst they paint or, what you know, giving themselves the time to read a book or watch a movie or just, just do something that brings them joy. So many yeah. people are doing what other people are doing, mm. which doesn't bring them joy, but they think that's what they're meant to do, but they don't like it. Yeah. And the key is to go to identify what it is that you love to do. Nice. Okay, cool. All right, good. So that's how people are going to create change and they're going to do it. But what if they're so stuck? Like, is there a way in which people can actually get out of this stuckness? Um, you know, most people desire to get out of this stuckness and they, they look or they hope for someone to actually come and save them. And you would probably teach them in your little course, don't you? Do you teach people how to get out of their stuckness? You're leading me into a mention here. Well, I, you know, you never mention yourself. You never We're a bit modest. We're a bit modest on 100, aren't we? We don't really. Yeah, we don't really say much. But I think that, you know, people want a piece of you, Marcus Pierce. And, you know, a lot of people are stuck in their career. They're stuck in their life and they, they live a bit mediocre and they don't like to be mediocre. So I've never met anyone was- that likes being mediocre. That's a good point. Never met anyone that likes being mediocre. Never seen a baby born that is pointed to and go, what a mediocre baby that is. <laughs> well, you kind of expect Said no one ever. to do lots. I know. But, you know, some people actually do like being at the top end of mediocre. They prefer to be at the, you know, not at the bottom end of mediocre. So maybe there's, there's scales of mediocrity. But, Marcus, what's your little uh, – you've got a, a $97 program that people can actually download. Um, where do they get that from? That can All right. Them? So if people oh. want their uh, – you're right. This is called the Exceptional Career Breakthrough. It is 97 bucks, and I would, naturally enough, highly recommend it for people that are stuck. So you would go to marcuspierce.com dot au forward slash stuck and there's a 20 minute training video on there so before you ever consider whether you'll buy the program watch the video and do the work there's a worksheet there it'll take you probably half an hour to watch the video and do the exercises ideally that gives you some uh progress on creating a life that you love and then if you want to dive a little bit deeper spend your 97 bucks and do the exceptional career breakthrough and then damn i haven't actually told you this but if they do that, there is an option to have a one-hour consult with me at a very heavily discounted rate, um, which they'll look at one when they buy the uh, Exceptional Career Breakthrough. So if you want to check out the free video with the option to get the, the Exceptional Career Breakthrough, it's at marcuspierce.com.au forward slash stuck with a lisp, stuck, <laughs> sensationally stuck. Stuck in the middle, middle with you. you. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's oh. great, PC. That's great. I look, and I think... You know, I've learned a lot from you over the last uh, probably nearly six years. We must be doing this for how long are we doing this yeah, for we'll now? We're getting up there. Gee, far out, six years. And so I've learned so much from you, and it's actually helped me um, a lot in the conversations that I have and the things that I do do with people and even the coaching that I do give. 
I, uh, I use some of the wisdom that I've gained from you. Um, yeah, and so I know that people will um, get heaps from this particular thing. It's interesting thing, so it's how cool. our relationship has evolved and developed over time. It's I have, uh, as I often say to you, mate, the older and wiser part of our bromance. And <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, I think both of us have learned a lot from each other over this adventure, yeah. haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. And in many ways, absolutely. I feel like it's only just beginning. We'll be doing this into our 80s and 90s. We've only just begun, which is a good time for this podcast to end because you don't want to hear us sing all day. Oh, so, I can't do it to people. I can't do it to people. We would like to thank you for your support of the podcast. Um, you. You've been remarkable to our, all of our loyal listeners. You know we love you so much. And um, we would love for you to share this podcast with your friends, maybe not that last singing bit, but all of the other stuff that you have loved. Um, share the 100 not out message with them. Um, you just share them the podcast, show them their podcast app on the phone or take them to the wellnesscouch.com and show them how it works. Very easy, 240 plus episodes of 100 Not Out, over 2,000 podcasts on the wellnesscouch.com to go and look at over 5 million downloads and counting. So check it all out at the wellnesscouch.com. For Damo, go to damienchristoff.com, myself, marcuspierce.com.au and for the 100 Not Out longevity experience in Ikaria, go to 100notout.com. Once again, Thank you for your support. And until next time, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.